Yo, yo, yo. Uh, welcome back to episode two of Unfinished Business, a spare of the moment all about the NBA and basketball podcast. I'm your host, Rob Straff. Alongside me, per usual, we got Ian Greif and me, Considine. Uh, what's happening, fellas? How's everyone's Sunday going? I'm, ha- I'm having a pretty good – it's Selection Sunday. Selection yep. Sunday. Sure. Yeah, so it's I'm having a good Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday is never a bad day. One of the best days of the year. Maybe behind the NFL draft. Yeah. And well, yeah, so number one NFL draft, number two NFL schedule release, and then number three selection Sunday, I think. Yeah. You know yeah. who you are if you get that reference. <laughs> yeah, I um I was telling you guys earlier, I'm not feeling too hot. I was drinking pretty late last night. It was a, I got after it a little bit, so I'm like half asleep, half hungover. But what better way to deal with the pain than a podcast, right? Absolutely, especially when we had uh, what happened to Joel on Friday. So that's yeah. hungover on a day like today is an appropriate two-day reaction after that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't... Drowning, <laughs> drowning in your sorrows. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's really, it's really a metaphor for his injury. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was. I don't. I can't even talk about it. But it also hit me um, that, and I was thinking about this a little bit today. We need an intro song for this podcast, and we need something saucy and. I was thinking uh, maybe like some lemon pepper freestyle by Drake. Uh, Ian, you know what I'm talking about. How are you feeling about that? Love it. I, I think that's that's the only right answer. I, I, mean, haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard that song yet because I'm too much of a hipster. <laughs> 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 no, I just literally haven't heard it yet. But hey, it's your deal, man. Go for it, baby. Hell yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to have a real uh, discussion about that. But hell yeah, man. Thanks for joining us again. We definitely have a good one in store. Uh, it's an exciting time of the year. You know, the NBA is back in full swing after a short but needed all-star break. So I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we're, we're looking into the second half of the, the season. Um, today, we'll do a little bit of a, a preview, I guess, for the second half of the season and then talk about some top performers in the NBA from a tier ranking standpoint. See if we can break down the best 10 to 15 players in the league by tiers one through five. You guys think uh, we'll be able to we'll be able to cordially do this? <laughs> Cordially, cordially, sure. It's just a matter of how much we'll agree or not. Yeah, I think that we can be cordial, though. Exactly. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, let's jump into it without further ado. So we got the back half of the NBA season, guys. It's always a time of the year where things to start, you know, start to heat up more and more. You got the playoff race in full effect. The award race is also in full effect. This is where players really start to pick up the pace and start hooping, like for real. How are you guys feeling about the second half of the season? We have to uh, get it going? Yeah, absolutely. Excited. Excited for sure. It's anyone's race. I feel like we've been able to say the last couple of years that any team can win. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a- a- every year since Durant left. So I guess one year, just <laughs> last year. But um, yeah, MVP race is a little more open now with Embiid injury. So yeah, sure. definitely excited. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. And that's that's exactly what I was going to say is 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 I'm excited for this season as I've been in a while, the same as last season, just because most seasons in our lives, it feels like you look at a list of who could actually win the finals and it's like three or four teams, maybe uh, Sometimes it's like <laughs> yep. two, sometimes it's one. Uh, and so having a, another year where it feels like maybe 10 teams could actually like I could see 10 teams hoisting uh, the Larry OB. Uh, at the end of the season is like it's really exciting it's really exciting 
It feels, yeah, it feels good to actually, you know, in the last five years, six years, we could just say that's going to be the Warriors or it's going to be the Cavs. And it's, I mean, it was the Warriors. So it's nice to have competitive basketball back in, in full swing for sure. But I mean, as of right now, there are some teams that sit right on that bubble, uh, right on that playoff bubble that really need to show out for the last 34 games of the season or so. You know, you got teams like the Warriors, Spurs, Nuggets, Knicks, Hawks, that they have guys that, you know, if they're hot, they can shake some leaves in the seven game series. So I'm just asking you guys, so looking forward to the next two months, are there any teams that you think that will surprise everyone and either make a serious run at a playoff spot or even make a good run in the playoffs? We got any teams? I know Mead, you wanted to talk about the Hawks a little bit. Yeah. So that's what, what, yeah, you you asked me that question before earlier Mm -hmm. in the day. And the first team that came to mind was the Hawks who are already starting to do that. Yeah. Um, Since they fired Lord Pierce, uh, and Nate McMillan's the new head coach there, who was the former Pacers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're now 4-0 and since they've had Nate McMillan, and they never won four games in a row at any point when Lloyd Pierce was the head coach. Um, so they've had a lot of injury issues also in the first half, um, and you know, getting players back, getting a coach that – whether he's better than Lloyd Pierce as a coach or not, it's just obvious that the players res- like wanted Lloyd Pierce out, and they respect – they have a certain respect for Nate McMillan that they didn't have for Lloyd Pierce. You know, anytime a coach gets fired, uh, you know, you always hear the, almost always hear the players coming out with, oh man, Lloyd was my guy or always that type of stuff. And the fact that there was none of that when, when Lloyd, when Lloyd Pierce got fired, um, it leads me to believe that these players are now trying a lot harder uh, and their four no record maybe speaks to that a little bit. Um, so having, Okongwu is going to be playing a lot. They have mm-hmm. uh, Rondo's going to be playing a lot. Chris Dunn should be, be getting healthy pretty soon. Um, and then Bogdanovich is getting healthy. Like, yeah, all, all these guys had major injury issues. Um, Reddish and Hunter were out for a while. So yep. having their – they're a really talented roster. Um, Trey Young's a really good player. Um, so having some sort of level of – an expectation of stasis, like that they now know what their team is and is going to be – moving forward, even if John Collins hates the fact that Trey Young dribbles too much, just the talent, the talent level, I think is so much higher than even the Knicks or the Hornets who have been performing better than them so far this season that I think that the the, the Hawks could probably sneak into that sixth seed if they can hold off the the Pacers and the the Raptors, as well as those teams that I mentioned, uh, and not have to, you know, deal with that, uh, that bubble, uh, not the bubble, but the, uh, the playing games. Um, Yeah, that's the team that I'm really looking at. I'm with you. I um I was gonna ask you. So, guy like Trey Young is what twenty? Is he twenty two? Twenty one? Twenty two years old? He had to come into the league and and take a a captain spot. You know, right off the jump, he's the best player on that team. What does he need to do? What does he need to do better right now in the second half of the season in order for them to keep making this run that you know that you think they're gonna make? Well, <laughs> you know. It's not really so much Trey Young uh, getting specifically better this season at any skill. Obviously, mm-hmm. the person you think of is like, oh, he's the worst defender in the league. He should get better <laughs> at defense and their team's going to get better. Easier said than done, obviously, right? He's not, he's small and he doesn't have the physical capabilities to just be good at defense anymore immediately. Yeah. So it's the big thing with Trey is simply effort and buying into a team like mindset, which mm-hmm. is obviously what they didn't have. Uh, with Lloyd Pierce because so many players clearly disliked him. Sure. Um, so I think that that's the key is, is 
Trey knowing that his starting lineup is going to be like it's moving forward, going to be Herder and Capella uh, and Hunter, and then probably Collins or Collins, obviously. Um, and then you're going to have Bogdanovich and Gallinari off the bench and Okongwu's back. Rondo has been playing really well in the couple games that I've seen um, in the, in the past, since the, um, the all-star break came back. So for, it's not really so much Trey Young. It's more just the fact that I think that now everyone is going to be on the same page, which matters so, so much. Like, especially you guys watching the Sixers, it's not like the Sixers are some astronomically different team this year mm-hmm. than they were last year. It's just that it seems like there's probably more buy-in. Does that make sense? That yeah, of course, sure. certain schemes are different, but they're but totally the different. That, team. I, don't, I don't know about all that. They, they, yeah, they don't have Al Horford and fucking uh, Josh oh, right. Richardson now, but they have, they have, <laughs> yeah, shoot, they have shooting now. They're, yeah, they're right. Different te- they're definitely a different team. Okay, well, Ian, who? You got any team. teams? Let me, that... no, 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 let me take that back. So let me take that. You're actually right. I wasn't even thinking about them last year. I was more thinking. Yeah, about they were totally different. Teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That, that was. That, I didn't. So two years ago, the team two years ago is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Right, and so it's like it's not like they're they're clearly way better than they were two years ago, and I don't feel like they're necessarily more talent that much more talented than they were two years ago. Tobias Harris obviously is a better third player than. Uh, you know, whoever it might have been, Covington, I guess, was your third best player. Um, yeah, about all. It was. Do you think right, Co- so Loco was? Oh man. Who do you? So two years ago, who do you think was the, the Sixers' third best player? Two years ago. Um, Jimmy Butler. It, yeah. It was, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> probably he's probably our second best player to be. Okay. In, yeah, in yeah, yeah he call. was our second. He, ben Simmons was our third best player. Yeah. Yeah. Carried us in the playoffs. Right. So. So. Uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of brain farts here with the Sixers, but <laughs> yeah, their team's changed, team changed so much in the past few years. Jesus. But, yeah. uh, but that's, yeah, the thing that's of, my point, the, though, is that is that having a different coach, that buy-in, like 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 the team as it re- reacts to uh, Doc Rivers and the schemes that he's trying to put forward versus the, the, the schemes that Brett Brown was trying to put forward. It's just – it's a different – it's certainly a different uh, vibe, and that's what I'm expecting from – from the Hawks is that uh, just a lot of buy-in, like you're seeing it with Thibodeau on the, on the, on the, on the Knicks that like, they're not that talented, but everyone being on the same page and knowing what the expectations are buying into their role. I think that's what you're going to see with the Hawks in the second half. Ian, you got any teams that you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a couple. I, I think bringing up the Sixers with the Hawks is great because Lloyd Pierce is from the Brett Brown coaching tree. So that might be all you need to hear about Lloyd Pierce as a coach uh, right there, <laughs> right there. Cause Brett Brown's the worst coach uh, of all time, uh, wow, statistically, wow, st- wow. statistically, and uh, really. <laughs> but yeah, I, my my teams are in the West that I'm excited to mm-hmm. you know see where they end up at, and it's not really the craziest outside the box pick. But Denver, I think, could make a real run at one of the top seeds. I think Utah cools off, and I like Phoenix to finish top three in the West. That's my wow. maybe my one maybe my one crazy. It's a hot take. Prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they can do it. I really like Chris Paul that much. And I really want to see him in a Western Conference Finals. I feel like to him, that's winning the NBA Finals is making a Western Conference Finals. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's never been there. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward well, to the most. Well, he was there, he was there the one year. The one year he made it. One year he made it. Oh, oh yeah, Rockets year where he got where he got, he got uh, hurt. It was the hamstring, hamstring right. year. That's right. Yeah. Well, off topic a little bit is Chris Paul the greatest player in NBA history to never win a Western Conference Final? <laughs> to never He's make it there. to the finals? 
I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's to never make it to the finals. Yeah. Right. So he's it's, it's like him and him. Blake and like, Griffin. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Blake Griffin too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Until, T-Mac, until this T-Mac year. Ever made of conference finals. Well, except for when he was on the Spurs and he didn't get any minutes. So if you count that, but, but Chris yeah. Paul had a better, he had a better career than T-Mac overall for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 T-Mac had a better peak probably. That's a different argument. T-Mac had a crazy peak. We'll, we'll get into that one on the next episode, the Hall of Fame discussion. But Ian, you, had, you made an interesting point. So you said you think that you, – you said Jazz might fall off. Why do, why do you think that? I, I don't think they'll fall off. <laughs> I think they're for sure going to finish top five in the West, for okay. sure. Um, probably top four. And I don't know, maybe even number two. But I, I think if Anthony Davis comes back in two to three weeks, I think the Lakers really will try and win the one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Utah, I, I don't know. They've just been shooting so great as a team. It's that's hard to sustain. Um, I, I don't know. I think they'll cool off a little bit, a little bit, not much. They're, they're still right, really yeah, yeah. fucking so, good. So yeah, I agree that, that cool off and fall off are two different terms, <laughs> totally. And cool off, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, I, anybody can see that they're a great team, but cooling off is understandable. Um, yeah. And with like you said, with the Suns, like uh, if they can, they're half game up on the Lakers right now. And AD, right, is it going to be out two or three more weeks. Uh, if they can gain – if they can get a three-game lead or a four-game lead on the Lakers before Anthony Davis comes back, holding that for the rest of the season, they're a really damn good team. I can yeah. see that. So, I, I like – I like. I'm looking forward to watching a lot more Suns as well. Um, yeah. Me, do you have any teams that uh, you maybe not fall off but might not be able to keep the same intensity from the first half of the season? Yeah. Uh, my thought is honestly <laughs> – like if there's a team that might like fall off, fall off, not fall off, but like really cool off. The, like I could see the Mavericks just really struggling in a second. I just don't like their like Luca's awesome, but I just yeah. do not like their team. Przingis no. healthy, but Przingis not healthy. He's probably an overrated player at this point from a casual perspective. Uh, he, he just he can't get in, he can't do anything inside the three point arc on offense anymore. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. you, you watch it, you know, you watch a game and maybe there's like one highlight where he does nice a nice turnaround from the high post, but he's not, he's not backing anybody down. He's not like, he does a pick and roll with Luca. He's just popping. He's not even going to the rim at all. Um, like the Kleba attacks the rim better than, than Przingis at this point. <laughs> like you just, and I look around the rest of their team and they have just a ton of like Hardaway. He's cool. Like Richardson's nice. Uh, I like Kleba, I guess. Dorian Finney-Smith is a, is a, is an okay, serviceable role player. It's just like, but I look around and it's like they won against Denver last night, a nice win. Um, but when the second half of their, I think that when the second half schedule came out, they had one of the higher difficulty schedules. Um, and they're going to be playing a lot of like Utah's, Phoenix's, you know, Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee, Milwaukee's only played them once. So maybe we'll get Milwaukee once. Uh, the, the top of the, to the East teams. Like if they're playing those types of teams, I could see them really struggling and, you know, I think they're going to be in that like nine, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 range by the end of the season, which is what they're in right now. Um, but I don't see them making some sort of run. Like that's why people talk about Luca maybe making a run at MVP. And it's like, nah. how are you going to do that? If you're the seven seed? Nah. Like, right. Yeah. So that's the team that I'm looking at as like, I just don't see them picking it up. Um, and then conversely the Warriors, I feel like, you know, I feel like they could stay. They could stay where they're at, and that's probably the floor. Um, just with having all their guys back, sure. Wiggins is playing well, worse than he was at the beginning of the season. But he's 
he's playing well over the course of the season. And then just Draymond and Steph together is stupid. Uh, so I, I have more belief in the Warriors than I do in the Mavericks in that kind of <laughs> bubble area with, with the West playoffs. Yeah, when I was saying, you know, you got some guys um, that if they get hot at the right time, you know, could shake some leaves. I was, you know, very much targeting that towards Steph and guys like Steph and Trey Young and those types of guys where, you know, they could end up scoring <laughs> 35 points per game if they're shooting well, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But um, I guess moving away from the teams, do you see any players that, I guess making a name for themselves is what I want to say in the second half, like, um, you know, that, that were good, you know, guys that were definitely very good in the first half, like, like a Christian Wood or someone like that, but that really pop off in the second half and, you know, kind of make a MVP type uh, run, not maybe not, or any, any award in that matter. Ian, do you got anyone that you're thinking? I could see uh, Ja continue to like grow him. and really just go on a tear. I think he could go on a tear and Memphis could even, so, you know, steal the eight seed, maybe um, mm-hmm. best case scenario. But I like Ja to go on a tear. Um, anyone else? So I, I guess it wouldn't be anyone that's hot right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Ja, not, ja not, was hot coming into the Sorry to cut you off, but Ja was like yeah. really, really in his last couple of games. Hurt. He got hurt. Of yeah. Going into the All Star. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, break. yeah. He was, I think he dropped, he was averaging like 35 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, heating up. He's heating up. So he's he's playing. He'll, he'll play well. Uh, yeah. I like you. You mentioned Christian Wood, Rob. Like he's coming back. He's awesome. Um, and you just look at the Rockets roster, and like when he comes back, who's scoring if not him? You know, I think he could make a run at that most improved um, award. You know, Jeremy Grant's kind of because of Wood's injury, kind of started to run away with it. But yeah. if Wood comes back and he's just doing like twenty-five a night because John Wall and Kevin Porter are just feeding him. I can see him making a run at that most improved player. How uh, do you go ahead, go ahead? No, so I mean, that's the guy that I think of that like we're not really thinking about right now. That by the end of the season we might be like, holy shit, look at the second half that guy had. Every year it seems like there's two or three guys, like solid players, who at the beginning of like the preview for the next season, we're like, well, you know, after the All Star break, this guy averaged 32 a game, like this right. feel last year, and I feel like. This year, I'm looking at I'm looking at Wood. Um, ja, I like Ja. I hadn't even Ja wasn't even in my my mindset. I like that 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 Ja uh, could really really make a run at it. But um, I think that the the last guy I'm thinking about is honestly Giannis. I think Giannis is sure. going to make a run at that MVP. And as a Bucks fan, it'll probably break my heart. Where <laughs> at the end of the season, he's like, I I'll think that hey maybe this guy should win MVP. And there's just going to not be a chance that he will because the voters won't vote for him. Um, yeah. But those are, the, those are the guys that I had in mind. Well, taking you, and this is kind of off topic, but taking you guys back to the Rockets, um, that Kevin Porter Jr., you see his highlights from the, the last two games, man? Yeah. He is, he is he's a problem, dude. I didn't know that he was about to, you know, get called up and, you know, triple-double and then a 27-point game right after. He looked real good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they covered that spread the other night. The, Did they? The fucking, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, another night, Friday night, Jazz were 19-point favorites against oh Houston. I think they, they won by 16. So, <laughs> so they covered, but uh, barely. Awesome. That was – I mean, it was insane. Like, Ian was like, how – 19 points in the NBA? How does that even happen? <laughs> and then I remember I sent you, like – here's their starting lineup. I'm looking at it right now. Their starting lineup that night was Kevin Porter, 
Ben McElmore, Sterling Brown, Jay Sean Tate, and Justin Patton. Justin Patton, Justin Patton. was starting for the Rockets. Yeah, you guys. Jeez. So, and then the first couple guys off their bench was Kenyon Martin Jr. and Anthony Lamb. You probably never even, I don't fucking, I've never even seen Anthony Lamb play. So <laughs> No, I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Um, right, no, but but yeah. the way that sports betting goes, that was a four-leg parlay. I know this is a sidebar, but that was a four-leg parlay, and that was the only leg to hit. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's gambling for you, dude. The craziest bet is the only one to hit. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so, um, oh, go ahead. What are you saying? No, I was just going to say, you were talking about, like, Porter's nice. Uh, the way that you can kind of gate, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm passively active on, on Instagram. I, I have an account um, that I barely use, but because I follow so much NBA stuff, like, if you click the search bar on Instagram or whatever, I know that some people that are on Instagram all the time are probably, this guy's a fucking idiot. But if you click that, like, <laughs> explore page uh, and, like, all a bunch of, like, stuff that you don't follow, but, like, suggested, you might be interested in stuff comes up. And so it's all basketball stuff for me. And uh, like the, a great way to gauge what like the pulse of NBA fandom is, is to, is to do what I do and follow NBA stuff, use the Explore page on Instagram. And like the past few days, it's been just like Kevin Porter Jr., like pics of Kevin Porter Jr. screaming and like the captions being like, he's the next big thing, like shit like that. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's not like reality. Like he's, he'll probably be a pretty good player. I like him, but uh, yeah. it's just funny that, that like, like fan accounts and shit are so attached to him it gives you kind of a good pulse on what <laughs> like the impact that he's making um yeah so i had i had an interesting answer to this one um, i was really thinking about it after i wrote the question down um and i i wasn't even really looking at from, from like a personal standpoint i wasn't looking at maybe who would win an award more so but who i'm excited to watch for the back half of the year and someone who kept coming to mind for me um, has been Carmelo Anthony, man. He has been good this year, bro. I've been loving his game this year. And I was like, fuck it. I, I'm excited to watch him in the back half of the year because he's, what, 36 years old. And, you know, like LeBron's 36. LeBron's different 36. But Carmelo is 36, and he's still producing at a high clip. He's still playing great. And I don't know, man. I just – I like Melo, and I'm excited for what he's going to do for the back half of the season. I don't think he's going to shake any trees or anything, but he's just fun as shit to watch, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one there on that one. He scored. He scored. Yeah, Portland needs Portland needs someone other than Dame to score some exactly. points. So uh, Melo's that guy. And CJ <laughs> won't get it done. Don't worry. <laughs> when, yeah, when, no, hey, when what, he gets back, we'll see. We'll see if he's the same player he was before he went down. But here's yeah. the thing with Melo. My thing with Melo is, yeah, he's playing well and he's scoring for the Blazers and they need it. But how come every time Melo has a good game and I go on Twitter or whatever, yep. it's always it's always <laughs> – you guys shouldn't have slept on Mello. Like, you guys <laughs> yeah. Mellow. And it's like, no one, he was fucking bad. He was really shitty for like a two year span. Hell so yeah. shut up. He's just in the right situation. Like, and he's right. playing nice. He's playing nice. Right. But it wasn't just like trying to retire him when he was playing like shit. Yeah. It's like when you drive home from work and you think you see the same person walking on the sidewalk. And you see, I see them all the time. You see him like one every 20 days like you see mellow have one good game every, every 20 days. five <laughs> ten games like it's that's the same thing it's a coincidence you know it's it's not really what you think it is yeah. it's not as often as but you it's think. always but, something so weird go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah well i mean i was i was done with mellow i have one more guy um but if you want to continue with Mello, okay all right karis lavert you know oh, yeah. back back excited. from i'm excited to see what he does with indiana if he turns into you know, if he if he plays if he drops twenty a game on Indiana, 
that's a fun team, you know. I, I like yeah. that team a lot. Oh, yeah, they'd, for be sure. fun, they'd be fun to watch. They're competitive as hell. They're so, a bubble that, team. That's one more guy. They're a bubble team. I agree. I'm glad you brought them up because they they are probably a team we should have mentioned earlier that, that could make a run because Warren's yeah. been injured, obviously, and we haven't seen much of him since bubble Warren happened. Uh, God, so dude. If, if he can come back, yeah, yeah, yeah. He notoriously <laughs> dropped a lot of points on the Sixers. Uh, I'll never forget. First game of the bubble for the yeah, Sixers. First game of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if he can bad. come back and, and, and at least perform, you know what I mean? That's like a lot of good players. Brogdon, Lavert, uh, Warren. Are you talking uh, about TJ Warren? Yeah, TJ Warren. Yeah, sorry, so TJ Warren. Man. It was such a Sabonis and then Sabonis <laughs> and Turner. And Sabonis and Turner are an awesome, awesome duo. Um, yeah. The Pacers are like, from a casual perspective, a pretty boring team. Like, I even myself find myself like, I don't really want to watch the Pacers tonight. But uh, they're every time I watch them, I'm like, man, these guys are more, like not that interesting, but good as shit. They're good. Yeah. Team. Oh yeah. Dude, so TJ, TJ Warren. <laughs> That's so that was such a funny <laughs> situation, man. We I we're, re- sitting, <laughs> we're watching the game and he scores like 47 points against us in the first game. We're like, who the fuck? My dad called me. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? I was like, I have no <laughs> idea. Who this guy is. I remember. I remember when that happened because it was the first game that I watched for the bubble. I was like, oh, so this is going to be like pickup at the YMCA. Like, this is going to, this is <laughs> not going to be real. Like, the, yep. it's going to be one guy just bawling one night. There's no, you know, that, that's what I thought. That's well, that was, game. that was such a cool thing about the bubble is it was like the game at the YMCA where, where a player could come out that is just that can hoop, like a, like a, Beasley, like a Michael Beasley type player, but could just get buckets because it literally feels like an atmosphere of hooping at like a YMCA gym. Yeah. It's that was yeah, yeah, Mickey Mouse YMCA. Mickey Mouse YMCA. <laughs> That's right. right. gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought it made us think Tyler Hero might be really good. I think that, that's another yeah. issue with bubble. That but um, yeah. yeah. And now right now Tyler Hero is probably like uh I going out of that season, it was like, yo, you redraft that draft. Um, and it's obviously it's Zion and Zion and Ja, and then after that it's probably Hero, and then now like <laughs> however many months later, Hero doesn't probably go in the top five. Like he's he's a fine player, he's cool, well, but yeah, yeah, and I'm not hating on him too much, but he's not, you know, he had a lot of hype coming into the year, um, tough to live up to. Well, yeah. that transitions perfectly because kind of like Tyler Hero. Do you guys have any players who played great in the first half, maybe an All Star that that just you don't think they're going to be able to keep the same momentum moving forward? The first guy that came to my mind with that is was Randall, just because I, I just don't, don't think Randall's that good. Oh, He's been playing awesome. Sorry if any Knicks fans are listening. He's been playing awesome, and <laughs> I can respect that. But I don't respect him fully as a player. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I wanted it to be Randall, but, like, that Knicks team just – like we were talking about earlier, like I was saying earlier – he's going to keep doing that because everyone's comfortable in their role and they're buying into letting him do that. Um, But if there's any, there's any player that I think really could fall off uh, that was an all-star, maybe, maybe Tatum, just Tatum probably shouldn't even been in the game in the first place. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he's really going to turn it around. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. It's tough to predict those types of things. Dean, you got anyone? No one's really coming to mind. Um, I'm just trying to think of who was really hot leading into All-Star. Maybe Zach Levine. I don't see it. I don't see any indicators from his play, but I think he's the type of guy that could maybe go in a slump, you know? 
Yeah, Zach Levine, um, I, he's playing so well, man. And, and Zach, before, yeah. oh yeah, totally. Before he really solidified himself, like you know what I mean. Like it was like he was doing like last season it was like twenty five a game, but it, it was interesting because like you're watching this guy that could fall off at any moment, but he just never did. He just kept scoring more and more and more. So I'm actually yeah, with you on that. I think that he there's a chance that he could have a down downward second half of the season. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's. I haven't seen anything that makes me think that. I just think right. he's a, you know, his game especially. He needs to – his shot needs to be on. Well, it doesn't need to. He can drive, but you know what I'm saying. Right. If, yeah, if his if his, yeah, if his his yeah field goal percentages drop off a little bit, then he's just not the same player anymore. Um, yeah. But he's uh, he's interesting, though. He's kind of similar to what we were talking about with uh, – that's what keeps coming up, which is a, a coach and change uh, – changing coaching style, a new coach, whatever, like – with the Knicks or Julius Randle, like having Billy Donovan in there instead of stupid ass Jim Boylan, it's just obvious yeah. that Zach Levine is like, cool, I'm gonna be better now. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> so like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally surprised if he falls falls off a little bit, but I also would not be surprised at all if he keeps it up. I think he's a really, really good player. Yeah, yeah, Billy Donovan, one of the few coaches recently that made the transition successfully from yeah, college right. to M- NBA coach. Pretty yeah, awesome, that's true. Yeah. You don't. You don't That's ever. True. You literally don't ever. In, in football and basketball, you don't typically ever see that. Um, yeah. But yeah. But nah. so 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 sorry. Last guy before we move on from this topic. Uh, Zion honestly could could have a bad second half. I can see it. Sure. I think the Pelicans yeah. just are a bad team overall. There's just a lot of issues with that team. Um, and Zion obviously they put the ball in his hands. He looks a lot better. Um, but. I could see him kind of maybe hitting a wall, you know, last year, notoriously rookies hit a, hit a rookie wall, not used to playing that amount of games in that short of a period of time. And mm-hmm. Zion didn't deal with that last year because he only played uh, at the very yeah, tail end of the season. So yeah. seeing, I could see Zion just being like, man, I've already put 50 games on my legs or 40, 50 games on my legs. And I still got to do like 20, 30, 20, 30 more. I could see him kind of just falling off a little bit and not keeping up the same intensity. Could you see it going the complete opposite way and him being unbelievable no. for the next 35 a game? Yeah, 35 a game, 10 more points. Wanna, Let's bump those numbers up. The quick answer is no, just because, like, if the Pelicans are going to turn it around, it's going to be because uh, Van yeah. Gundy realizes he should not play Eric Bledsoe at all uh, mm-hmm. and Ingram plays better, like that type of stuff. So, Eric Bledsoe, sore spot for you, right? <laughs> Eric Bledsoe is. Frustrating player to watch. <laughs> leave it at that. I don't want to be here. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but the, the Pelicans are – if the Pelicans have a bad second half, if you're the GM, uh, what's his name, Griff, that's yeah. that's tough, dude. That I, That's really that's yeah, tough. There's... You got a, you got a lot just... of question marks there. Well, what's hilarious about that team is they brought Van, Stan Van Gundy in to fix the defense and they're 29th yeah. in defense the only team they're yeah. beating in defense is the kings who are like <laughs> laughably awful all-time laughably awful at defense so like they, they, he did nothing to fix that uh yeah and instead it's just like any coach could have just thrown zion out there give him the ball and say all right let's see if our offense is good and it is so yeah you're right you're right you're kind of in a, in a tough predicament if they just continue to be awful um did you fire Van Gundy after one year? I don't think so. No, you can't. Nah, I don't think you can't. Van Gundy after one yeah, year. Yeah, you just kind of stuck. Yeah. You just kind of stuck if you're that bad. 
Well, so speaking of the Pels, um, I, I was going to bring him up. I completely forgot he slipped my mind. But I think a guy that I could see playing very, very well uh, with a chip on his shoulder is Brandon Ingram, B.I. Um, just not making the all-star team. Uh, he, he, you know, it's going to be a fight for him and Zion for the next year. For, it's going to be a very fun, you know, battle for those two. Who's going to be the best player on the Pelicans? And you would think Zion's going to take that. But B.I. is a great player, man. And last time we saw a player with that length and, you know, the handles, yada, yada, end up being like a top 15 all time. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. I mean, I'm not going to say he's Kevin Durant, but, you know. No, yeah. Last season, I remember in the, in the All-Star draft last season, Giannis picked him for his team. Uh, and joked while he picked him, like, I'm going to, I, for my pick, I choose Kevin Dirt, just kidding, Brandon Ingram. Like, that's how yeah. he picked Brandon Ingram. So, like, that's <laughs> legit. People think that, like, that's what he looks like. Uh, and I think that it's going to be funny watching the Pelicans the next few years, but they stick with Ingram and, and, and Zion together. It'll, I think it'll be pretty similar conversations will be had that have been having, that will be having had, fuck, hold on. Similar conversations are going to be had <laughs> that were had with, uh, the Simmons and Joel Embiid uh, kind of duo where it's like, can these guys work together? That's the yeah, thing yeah. that worries me. Not who's the best player, but like, do these guys work together? Uh, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if they do. I'm excited to see Zoe. Um, if both those guys stick around, Lonzo uh, might average like fucking 17 assists a game if he's got Brandon Ingram and Zion in their primes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, the, that's another tough choice. If they don't do good, do you pay Lonzo? Exactly. That's, that's, that's a really tough choice, man. He's really good, but you're going to have to shell out a lot of money in the next couple of years. Like you have a lot, if you're the Pelicans, you're going to spend a lot of money quick on the players you have. Dude, I love, yeah. yeah. I love that you said that. Cause I, I know all three of us actually, and a lot of people aren't, but we also, we all like Lonzo a lot. We think he's a very good player and he'll never be a boss. And I, I hate the, the bullshit that he gets. Like he's not this good player, man. He's a great facilitator. He's a good true point guard. So you do it. He yeah. is going to make money. He's going to get paid. This yeah, season, he's, paid. he's yeah. dude. He's going to get paid big money. And the issue yeah. is, if they're bad, he's, they're going to have to pay him big money. They're going to have to pay Josh Hart a good amount of money too. They like both those yep. players, uh, yep. and, and they're not going to trade either of them, from what I've heard. Um, and so that's going to be a huge issue. And, and just piggybacking off of what you were talking about with Lonzo, mm. uh, I was just reading some stats about him. He's had he has a higher three point percentage than. Uh, a, a long list of players, but the player that stuck out to me was higher three-point percentage than Bradley Beal, and he's also made more three-pointers than Bradley Beal this season. That's very surprising. Wow. Like yeah. he, he, he was, he was, and he was doing this sort of last year, but then in the bubble, he performed notoriously awful and did not shoot well at all. And the Pelicans performed notoriously awful, uh, which got yeah, out just fired. But, uh, it seems Sorry. like he's bouncing back, man. Seems like he's shooting well again. Like I hope so. He's gonna get paid a lot of money. He's gonna get paid a lot of money. Do you guys think that, um, speaking of Bradley Beal, just all overall points per game leader, do you think – who do you think takes points per game? Who do you think is the leading scorer in the NBA at the end of the season this year? Ooh, Not total points, but points per game. Because total is a little bit different. Obviously, they only look at points per game. Right. Points per game. Let me, let me pull it up here because they always post, like, who's leading in total points, but I never see points per game. I, I always see points per game. I see both. They're, it's, they're always on Instagram. You can swipe through. I think <laughs> Steph has <laughs> the most points. Yeah, he's probably on that right now. <laughs> I think Steph was the leading in, leading in points. He might not be anymore for a while, but Bradley Beals was sitting at like 32, 33 points per game. So. But I wonder if he keeps it up for the whole season or he just gets tired and he's like, we're not going anywhere. I'm, I'm done. I'm fucking done. He doesn't he get wants- injured. He'll, he'll ball. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so he's he's at 32 and and Embiid's at 30 right now. Um, and then Giannis, Lillard, and Curry are all 29. 29. Yeah. Um, and then Lev- and then it's Levine at 28, and then it starts to drop off a little bit. But uh, yeah, Bradley Beal is a safe pick just because like they play so fast, they're so bad at defense, uh, <laughs> and like you know Russell Westbrook is their second leading scorer, and you know Rui after that is their third most reliable scorer. Sure. Um, yeah. And so it's just like Bradley Beal is just going to constantly. I think Bradley Beal is a safe bet as far as points per game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. Well. We're coming up on uh, like 30 minutes here. So let's let's take a quick break and uh, we'll jump back into it shortly. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so I wanted to jump on the podcast uh, for the second episode and talk about something that we talk about a lot. Um, and it's breaking down the top 15 or I guess, you know, 10 to 20 NBA players by, a you know, a tier. So like tier one, two, three, four, five. And me, Mead and Ian can never seem to... <laughs> completely agree on this. So, and I wanted to kind of get both of their thoughts on exactly who, you know, who, who who's on each tier that's, you know, of current players in the NBA and, and what, and how you break it down. So I know Ian, you had just said that you break it down by who is going to get you a ring, right? Yeah. That's if it's for some reason, the NBA made every team redraft right now mm-hmm. or redraft middle of season redrafting now. Mine is like, you know, who you consider at each pick, you could say the order. And then Mead, you were a different criteria. So what did you uh Yeah, so I kind of sort of similarly, like like my ranking is sort of just best players. Um, not who's having the best season, honestly, not who was like most likely to win you a championship, who's most likely to like go on a good championship run. It's just who I think is the best players. Uh and my tier system, because I know we're all kind of doing broken down into tiers just to make it easier. Uh, my tier system is sort of if a player, if two players are in the same tier, mm-hmm. I think that there's sort of an argument for them for one a player being lower in a tier, but in the same tier being better than a player higher in the tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not in the same tier, I feel like they're just complete like they're in separate places. Like the, if 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 uh, I have so I have four players in my second tier, um, and so the guys at the top of that tier, I think there's an argument for him being worse than the person that's at the bottom of that tier. But if they're in tier three, I think there's no argument for them being better than any player in tier two. I hope that makes sense. No, yeah, that's don't. how, that's exactly how I did mine too. Okay. okay. Cool. Well, who, uh, which one of you guys wants to kick it off? So, I mean, I can start. So, so I, I have a, a slight feeling we might all be in the same boat on this one where I have a one <laughs> player first tier. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So obviously that, yeah, that's LeBron. Okay. So, yes. whoa, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> nah, oh, we nah, we yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all in agreement on that one. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So, um, just, I mean, I don't think we even really have to dive deep on that. We can just move on from that. LeBron's in his own. Team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, let me start off with this. How many players do you have in your second tier? I have four. And Ian, you have how many? Three. Okay, I have four as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm interested in seeing who 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 Ian cut out. I have a feeling that uh, I do have, a, I do know. But so my second tier is uh, Giannis, Kawhi, Steph, and KD. Okay. And in that order, also. So I have Giannis number two, Kawhi number three, Steph number four, and KD number five. I. 
I don't I don't disagree. I think that's good. Cause especially if you have LeBron sitting, you know, so you have LeBron tier one and then those four tier two. Yeah. So and just to clarify again, if someone's listening and like this guy's an idiot, he has Giannis over those guys or some something like that. Like that was just sort of it took a lot of thinking. I ended up putting Giannis number two. But just to be clear, if you think any of those three players are better than Giannis, I'm willing to listen to that. Like there's any given night. So if you're mad that your player isn't in tier two and you think they should be, fair enough. We can have that argument. But that's just where I stand. So I'm, I'm curious to know who who you maybe have left out of those four players in your second tier then, and then what your order was. Take a guess. You did uh, not I'll have tell you. I'll tell you, it was I, – I all three are in year four. Okay, so I would guess that you left – oh, man. Either Kawhi. Giannis or Kawhi. Kawhi. You're right about one of the two you said. <laughs> so Giannis, you left out. Nope. Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi. Yeah. I left I left Kawhi out. And I don't blame you guys 100 percent I you know, to to my art or to my perspective, winning a championship, you would think I would have Kawhi at two. But when I watch the Clippers play, it's so ugly. Like <laughs> he is so good. His greatness carries them. He is phenomenal like all-time great but dude they are just bad their offense is there's no structure there's mm -hmm. no it, i don't that's like a, watching them like, i don't like watching them play that's a fair point that i actually i i like what you're saying because there's other guys Giannis, steph and kd they're when they're just on the floor your team is shreds like there's yeah, it's no way around it's a great they, they they're a system they can bring a system to a team and by run, themselves. they all have their, yeah, by themselves. They all, you can model an offense off all those three easily. Sure. And you can with Kawhi too. Um, but just by how they've looked this year, it's that, that's why right now I'm leaving him in my tier three. Okay. So my, my, my order, I would probably say KD number one and then Giannis and Steph, I think right now. That's my order. I fair, went, yeah, fair enough. I went a somewhat different route. Um, my top tier, my tier one was I had LeBron, Steph, and Durant all on that same tier. And I think that there's a 1A, 1B, 1C. Whoa. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Wow, we I got mean, a big time Steph, <laughs> big time Steph and KD respecter over here. I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Steph, man. I think he's the most fun player, in, in, in my opinion, in the history of basketball to watch. I mean, he made the three-pointer fun. It's like, you know, I just – and I think that if when Durant's healthy, we saw what he what he does. He's not he's – but he hasn't lost a step after a season of being injured. Steph is still averaging five threes a game on 11 attempts per game and scoring 29.5 points per game. I'm, t I'm saying those three because th they're the three best players in the last five years or six years. And they have, it doesn't seem like they have lost anything, man. Like minus like teammates, like Steph has a worse team. Now he's not doing as much, but he hasn't lost a step in his game. He's playing, if anything, he's playing better than the last two years. It's tough for the team. He's got surrounding him, but I just go off of that. Fair enough. Hey, that's, I mean, I, I respectfully disagree, but I'm not like super <laughs> mad at you. Like I, I understand it. I understand it. Um, yeah. If it's two guys I'm putting next to LeBron, it's, you know, Katie and Steph are close to who I'm putting there. So exactly. yeah, I don't, that's, I mean, I mean that's, yeah. what's, that's what's ironic about in my tier two, I had Giannis and Kawhi above mm -hmm. both 
Steph and KD. But mm-hmm. like, that's just kind of funny. So why don't yeah. we to move on here from from those guys? Uh, who introduce your second tier, Rob? How many players are in it? Um, I have. <laughs> this is where it gets it. I yeah, because you, yours will drastically differ from me and I starting yeah. now. <laughs> yep. Right. Same so time. I have five players in my tier two. Okay. I have I have Giannis. I have Giannis is tier two A, and then everyone else is below him. But so he Giannis, might be in tier. Okay. Okay. Kawhi, Luca, Embiid, and Jokic. And then I made this list a couple weeks ago, so I would probably throw Dame in there as well. But for the sake of this, I'll throw I'll keep Dame in tier three. But those are my five. Wow, big time Luca respecter. Also, I mean, yeah. is that just man is an absolute animal, bro. No, yeah, fair enough. We were talking about, you know, as Ian was talking about, like a guy who is just a system in and of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca yeah. is absolutely that, but it's just interesting to me to to put Luca up there and very similar, a very similar player. Harden is not. Uh, that's yeah. yeah, I have Harden. Harden. I'm I'm Harden in my one. tier three, and I'll, uh, and I'll, we can get into that, and I'll tell you exactly why. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, so now that we understand, it, so Rob respects Luca a lot more than some of the players I have. I like uh, in my upcoming tier here, but uh, so so Ian obviously has has Kawhi in his third tier here. But uh, how many players do you have in your third tier, Ian? In addition to Kawhi, I have five more, so six total. This is by far my largest tier. Okay, I have yeah, I have six players in my tier three also. So it seems like there's another player Ian, that you're you're kind of knocking <laughs> out. Uh, so, do we, so if you you want to go first and go ahead and uh, list yeah. your, your third tier. I would love to. I'll do it in order right now. Um, oh, no, I don't want to do it in order. It's too tough. This is really hard. Because it, like you said, I could I could see either, you know, some guys over the other on any given night, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But, but I got Dame. Mm-hmm. I got the Joker, AD, Harden, and Embiid. Those are – that's mine Embiid. right there. Wow, Embiid, so, tier wait, three. Wait, so say it again. So, you got, so it's Kawhi and then say all those players again? Dame. Joker, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and Embiid. So you, so you have Luca in your fourth tier. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. So wow. So big difference in 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 Luca respect between Rob and Ian here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So I have Luca obviously in my third tier, and then I even I tried my hardest to to put it in order. Um, I almost actually had so six and seven. I have Jokic and then Embiid. I almost put Jokic and Embiid in their own tier uh just from what we've seen this year it's like I, i'm honestly like holy cow i think these guys are like definitively better maybe than yeah. that harden dame luca ad class but then that's what i had so i had Jokic, then Embiid, um and then harden dame luca and anthony davis uh to round out that third tier um yeah My- so we so we were same up until uh luca that's the only difference so far right so my, right so the only yeah so you kind of you put Kawhi in a tear down and you put Luca in a tear down. Otherwise you and I are pretty similar. Yeah. I'm not too far off you guys on my tier three. Um, but I did add one that you guys didn't have in your tier three. Okay. Wow. So I went Anthony Davis, James Harden. I went James Harden tier three because of the fact that he went to the nets and I know you guys are <laughs> so happy that he went to the he nets. He got traded, bro. He got traded. Yeah, but he, he wanted, you know, he, he forced out. Well, not yeah, that he went to the nets, but I'm saying he right. forced out is what I'm saying. Oh, hey, well, well, oh yeah. He I, forced I'd be out. curious. I'd be curious to know where you had Harden if he would have forced out and ended up in Philly instead of Brooklyn. 
Shane Tier one. Yeah, he would yeah, be, be, be tier we'd be one. Fir, we'd be first. We'd be way first in the East. So I'd be I'd be happy with him. He he'd be tier Here's one. My, <laughs> Strictly well, biased please. though. I had AD, I had Harden, I had Dame, and then I, um, off of this season, he's been unbelievable. And I don't know if you guys could guess it, point guard out of the East. I had Kyrie. Kyrie. I have Kyrie in my tier three. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome. I'm, not mad. I'm not mad at that. And my thing on Kyrie is, and we'll, I'll, I'll say this briefly. Oh, God. He took, he took, well, no, he took a huge step up this year, man. Like, he's been playing like he, so his career, if you look at his career numbers, he's a 20, 20 to 22 points per game, five assist type guy. Dude, this year it's like 27, six and four. Like he's really, really, really took a step up this year. Especially think, it's crazy because he's got superstars all around him and he's still scoring 27 points per game. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it is a huge misconception with Kyrie that like he's the same player he was when he was in Cleveland oh, playing not. with LeBron. He's, he's he was better on the Celtics than he was on the Cavs. Yes. He's better now, like efficiency yes. wise, just like 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 totals, like the fact that he's has this higher output, everything. He is absolutely yeah. a better player. So I, I think that several years ago, uh, people would have Kyrie kind of in these types of conversations mm-hmm. this high in, in the rankings. And it was just purely because they were lost in the sauce that he you know has this beautiful game that he's this great dribbler and this great finisher and all these things. Yeah. And people respect his game. Um, but I think that he actually. I obviously don't have him in the same tier as all those guys, but uh, <laughs> he is, he's, he's wait He's there now. He is there. He's yeah, great he's playing great, playing great. He's yeah. Great he player. got a, it's been cool. Cause you got, you've seen a lot more respect and everyone seems to, he's only 28 years old. He's young. He's got a lot, yeah. a lot of time left. He's not 32, like Steph and Durant, 33. Steph just turned 33. Now. Like he's young, man. He's got four more years, five more years left of the same handles, the yeah, same I shooting. I hope, I hope so, so. right? Because he's a very—I exci- mean, you know—he's he's just a super exciting guy to watch. So I have him right there in my top three. So my tier three. I, I, I'm just to confirm: Did you have Dame in that tier or not? Yeah, Dame was in there. Dame was right above okay. Kyrie. <laughs> okay, I, Rob Rob Straff, sometimes Dame hater for yeah. all the listeners. Just <laughs> only when he's compared there. to Kyrie. <laughs> only when he's compared to Kyrie. <laughs> Triple checking, double checking, because I'm not like marking it off as I go. But okay, so you're. You haven't like you didn't leave any players out that we've mentioned so far. So okay, no. you're just kind of adding Kyrie to the players that we. I mentioned. added Kyrie so, to the player, yeah, to that circle. Yep. I'm curious to see uh, your next tier here, Ian, because uh, my next tier is a one-player tier. Whoa. And, yeah, and I labeled it the Paul George tier. <laughs> oh man, he's in there for me too. He's in my tier four. He's, right, a, so he's I, in my he's in my next tier as well. Okay, yep. so I right, so I have. Um, Obviously, those top 11 players, all these players that we've mentioned. Um, and then Paul, Ger- Paul George in a tier by himself because he's obviously great. Um, his skill set is so desirable. There's just not mm-hmm. many wings that can do all the stuff that he can do. It's like him, Kawhi, KD, and LeBron, mm-hmm. right? And then there's yeah. a, this an enormous drop-off. It's like the next best player that's like that is like Jimmy Butler or Chris Middleton. So like yeah, just like the scarcity of that position makes him much more valuable and, 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 and good. So uh, he's just so unpredictable. Like we saw in the bubble, you know, he's notoriously shot that three off the side of the backboard. Uh, (laughs) Now this year he's like, he's shooting, he's like averaging almost, I think it's like 50% uh, from the field and like 45% from three. And he's scoring at, I think, I think he's scoring at a higher rate than Kawhi maybe. Uh, 
I'm not. I gotta double check that. He's playing that, great but, this year, man. He gets a lot of disrespect, but he is playing great this year. He's no, you know, yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah, playing very well. So I had him in tier by himself with Paul George tier. So I'm curious to see how big uh, your fourth tier here is, Ian. Okay. So I got three more players, and two of them have already been said: uh, Luca and Kyrie. Okay. And and then actually the other one has been said too, but I think I'm gonna have to duck when I say this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I got Jimmy Butler in the tier. That's the wow, last one. wow, wow, wow. I have I got Jimmy there. Jimmy, that's Jimmy wow. can he can fucking carry a team, dude. Great two way player, like really good, like a he's, really he's fucking good two way player. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just um, not I'm just not even sure that he's the best player on his team. That's you think Bam's you know, better? Bam, you think? <laughs> There's Our a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that maybe Myers Leonard might be better than. Oh <laughs> man! Uh, well, I thought you were talking about active players, players that were playing games right now. So my, my bad. That's all me. I, I agree. I agree completely with you. Oh man, he's just so, he's so intense, man. He just gets he gets caught up in the moment. That makes him a great player for sure. Um, anyway, fuck, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, fuck Myers Leonard for him, but fuck uh, Myers Leonard. That's, it's interesting that you have Butler that high because he's not even in my in my in my tier right after Paul George. Um, yeah, I, that, I had a feeling that's where it was going to differ for us too because the top you know ten or whatever are consensus. Like there's that those top ten, I think you can yeah, yeah maybe the tail end you can kind of have a couple differences, but for the most part that's the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's some some small interchangeable things like as we noticed with our. Uh, differing tiers and differing ranks, but absolutely, absolutely. Um, Rob, I don't know what you're so different than Ian and I here. What you want to go with your next tier? Yeah, yeah so I'm, excited. I, I'm excited for this one right here. So I have four guys in my tier four I have um, Paul George, I have Bradley Beal, I have Jalen Brown, and I have Donovan Mitchell. Still no Luke. Whoa. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold no, on. Luke was in my second tier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I have Luke away up there. I think yeah. Luke is great. I have those, those, that's my four and my tier four. Um, I think that Donovan Jaylen Mitchell, Brown. I am a big Jalen Brown believer, man. I think that he has finally hit his stride. And I think, guess what? You're about to see him. He's going to be the face of the Celtics. It's not going to be Tatum anymore. And I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. And I'm saying that might be a hot take right now, but give it two, three years, man. He's young. He's scoring 25 a game. He's shooting at an insanely high clip this year. All of his numbers are up. His plus minus right now is like, I think he's plus 10 per game. Like he's playing phenomenal this year. And I think it's disrespectful to keep him out of at least the top, you know, maybe not five tiers, but six for sure. So that's, 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 so say that, say your whole tier again for me real quick, Rob. I went Beal, Paul George, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell too. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, hey, fair enough. This is where this things get really, really, that's why we kind of are stopping kind of. Yeah. At this it's going to get think, wild because yeah. it starts to get like much bigger differences uh, for yes. sure. But you guys have mentioned, um, cause I've only gone through 12 players here and then I have a, a fifth tier, a two player tier to round out my top 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys have mentioned now four players uh, that are not in my top 14. Uh without mentioning one of my players that is in my top 14. Uh, you think you could maybe guess? So it's not, obviously it's not, um, it's not Beal. It's not Butler. It's not Mitchell. 
Um, it's Chris Middleton. I can tell you right now. It's not now. Chris Middleton. Okay. It's not, it's not Chris Middleton. It's not Chris Middleton. <laughs> not not Jalen Brown. It's not Jalen Brown either. Is it Tatum? Is it? Not so it's so my fifth tier here is is Kyrie. Kyrie is 14th, but 13th. He's his team is second in the West right now. Devin Booker or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I have Chris Paul. Yeah. I, I'm I, okay. I'm not mad at that. I like that a lot. I yeah. I just and and I, I don't know. I can't remember if I mentioned it on the last podcast where uh, you know people are always are really Billy Donovan right now because he was a coach. <laughs> for the Thunder and they were really good last year. And then he moves to the Bulls and he's getting a lot out of Levine and all those things. And I, I always say like, I'm not so sure how good of a coach Billy Donovan is because it's really sure. easy to seem like a good coach when you can just put Chris Paul on the floor for 35 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think that Chris Paul is un- uh, still, it's unbelievable that he's, he's doing what he is doing at his age, but just that he is as good as he is, that he's one of the most clutch players in, the history of basketball statistically and just eye test wise. Like he just gets it done. Skilled man. Very skilled. Good player. He's a great player. So that's my, that's my fifth tier to round out my top 14. Um, You want to go ahead and finish off with your last tier there, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. I got CP three, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. Zion, Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal in no particular order. And like you said, it kind of, it gets fun in this range. You could have a whole podcast on yeah. this range of players, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really gets it gets which interesting. Is, yeah, which is ironically that's what's so like. I, I have my top fourteen here, and then I have uh, my sixth tier, which goes from the fifteenth best player to the twenty sixth best player. Where I was just like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know how to rank any of these guys. They're just all that level of player. Uh, so yeah. yeah, you're right. It just it starts to get crazy. Uh, I don't know. Do you have one last final tier, Rob? I, I, yeah, I went. Um, on my tier five, I have uh, three guys. I had Jimmy Butler, uh, Jason Tatum, and CP3. Wow, we got big-time Celtic respecter over here. Yeah, I think they're I great, that, man. Dude. You got <laughs> to change your perspective. Over I'm there, trying bro. to keep the Sixers bias out of it, man. Those two are good. No. I mean, Yeah, they are good. They are they're good. By really putting, fucking good. By putting, I'm not – you guys are really shorting Tatum here. I'm not. I like Tatum, dude. I'm still a Tatum guy. He's in there like, for me. He's fine. He's Tier nice, five. dude. That man's dude, nice. I have Tatum. That's just funny. I have Tatum in my sixth <laughs> tier, but he's like, he's like, he was 24th as I was writing him down. Jesus. Uh, I have, you have Chris Middleton over Tatum? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Chris Middleton oh. is a much, Chris Middleton's a much better player than Jason Tatum. What is something? Yeah, right, right now. Right probably. now. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think so. I think that Tatum is slightly better at defense. He's really he's a good defensive player, but uh, I don't think that Tatum is better attacking the basket. But that's like yeah. it. anything else about their games. Those are the only two things that Tatum's better than Chris Middleton at. Well, his post up is his fadeaway out of the post isn't. It's it's pretty good shot. He's got a decent post game. Talk about Tatum. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah he's got Tatum. a great turnaround. The Kobe no, right. I have nice. I have Tatum yeah. in this tier and that in yeah. that next tier. But uh, I even maybe I can run through it. So. Just to rehash, like, because we're all kind of on the same page. That yeah. Top 10 or 11, right? LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, Steph, KD, Jokic, Embiid, Harden, Dame, Luka, Anthony Davis. And there's that's why I feel like it's like an obvious top 11. I guess, uh, yes. Rob, maybe maybe you disagree a little bit. You think that maybe you think that Kyrie, didn't you have Kyrie higher than one of these guys? No, you had, you're, you're the same. You're the same, right? Kyrie in my fourth tier. Okay, right. So, 
and then so after that top 11 that's where things can really get dicey so it's interesting to see that um you guys respect some players obviously a little bit more than, than i do which fair enough <laughs> uh but we all were in agreement i guess except for rob that paul george chris paul Kyrie, they're in that next little class of players yeah um but so, so then so i've mentioned all the players that i had in my first five tiers but then that's when it begins to get into this enormous sixth tier which i can just list names so you can i don't even have one so go ahead so right, yeah I, I yeah even, so i'm done i got all my names i've read all my names okay i'm done with so, names right now <laughs> so this is the reason that i want to do this is because i have a guy at the end of my sixth tier that uh I, I this was like one of the hardest decisions to make adding him to my sixth tier and we talked about him already on the podcast but uh, i'll be interesting it'll be i'll be interested to know if you think it's crazy to include him in this tier so i'll go through okay. this tier here so it's it's beal towns butler Booker, Mitchell, Middleton, Zion, Bam, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons. So that's 15 through 25. Um, I have them all in the same tier. It's just hard to leave any of those guys out of that tier. Um, yeah. But then the guy that I included in that in this tier, instead of being in the seventh tier, which I made like players like Trey and Ja um, and Gobert and McCollum, DeRozan, Drew Holiday. So instead of including him in that tier, that I just named, and in this upper tier. I have Zach Levine breaking into this 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 class of like solid guys who would be solid second bananas on a championship team. Um, I think I need, I'm convinced. I'm not bad at it. I I'm need, convinced. I need one more year like this from Zach Levine, and he can he can break that six tier for me. One more year. Hey, fair enough. If you want to see it, yeah. I mean, and and hopefully the Bulls can make the playoffs, get into a playoff series, and we can mm-hmm. really see. That's like. The best way to figure out what a guy's really made of. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred definitely. But yeah, it's it, it's a good. That's like a, it's just a fun. I like doing this because it's a fun, um, like a practice, a fun activity to do to kind oh, of figure yeah, out sure. organizing your own head. Like, uh, what you know, where do I actually think all these players stand, <laughs> and like how do you right. how do you mark off like where the next tier is and those types of things. So, um, it is fun. It's fun. Yeah. Cool. Well. We're coming up on about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, so for the sake of our listeners, I think we'll we'll cut it here. But as always, thanks for uh, hopping on the podcast, boys. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. <laughs> You're welcome. Go six your second <laughs> half. Ben Simmons center is going to be reminiscent of Magic Johnson when he played center, baby. He's carrying <laughs> us all the way with Embiid out for a couple of weeks. Absolutely. I don't know, man. You guys might want to build around Tony Bradley, you know? That's what Embiid thinks. Um, so, yeah, hey. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, good luck. Hey, good luck to the, to the Sixers the next couple weeks. We certainly need it. Um, Can't wait Bucks. for Wednesday, baby. Cannot wait for Wednesday. Let's yep. fucking go. Yeah. Bucks, Bucks putting up 140 on those guys without Embiid for sure. Uh, Dude, I'm, Dwight I'm Howard's throwing up. Dwight Howard's throwing a block party. Bring the hamburger buns, okay? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, that's a, that'd be a big win for the Sixers. Like, this this next few weeks, like, this is where everything, those top three seeds are really, I think, going to start to shake out in the East for sure. Nets are obviously going to be winning a lot. KD's coming back soon. Uh, Bucks are healthy now. They're on a they're on a roll here. They've won seven of their last eight. Um, and now the, now the Sixers got Embiid out. So this is like a big few weeks for them beat out to see what the, what the top three seeds might look like in the East for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, the Simmons best really. Yeah, either Simmons or Harris is gonna have to catch fire for us to stay in this East race with them beat out. But last time, last podcast, I said Sixers are winning the, the 
East and going to the finals. That was a joke, not a joke, more of just a, <laughs> a, a hope and a dream. The Brooklyn Nets are going to win the championship. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with, oh, maybe this, maybe that. It's Lakers or Nets. And I think the Nets, they now they're just reminding me of the Warriors, like yeah. Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Fuck that. That is fuck. All three of them play better together, too. So it's, they're terrifying, man. It, yeah. I mean, I, hey, I'm, I'm holding out hope that obviously uh, great teams like this, they, they notoriously, don't play great in the first year, um, yeah, and they have more success in the in the in the, uh, the 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 years after that. So I'm just hoping that first year they stumble same way that most of these great teams do. But uh, yeah, hard to hard to think otherwise right now. So uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I'll be talking to you guys very soon.